When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is David and today we are going to be continuing our series of FPL Scout Reports where we look at players who are new to the Premier League, some players who've changed Premier League clubs, and a little bit later this summer, some managers who have arrived at Premier League clubs as well, all with the view of working out what impact that's going to have on Fantasy Premier League and what that's going to mean for our FPL teams in the 2023-24 season. We've already done a couple of these already, so if you would like to find out if Mark Flecken can be the new David Rea at Brentford, then make sure you check that out as well. And of course, Alexis McAllister has recently moved to Liverpool. So what does that mean for Liverpool? What does that mean for Brighton? And what does it mean for you guys? You can check that out on one of our other videos as well. But today we are going to be looking at a man who technically hasn't signed for Chelsea yet, but he, he is he's going to be a Chelsea player very soon. And that is Christopher Nkunku. Now, before I go any further, I have to say that these FPL Scout reports that we're doing on YouTube and our podcast as well are heavily based on the FPL Scout report series that the editorial team are doing. I'm a big, big fan of Neil, Tom and Mark and the work they do. FPL never stops for them. You guys might be enjoying your summer, but every day those guys come into the office and they write about FPL. So um, yeah, they've got some good stuff out there. And so a lot of the information that's in this video I've taken from Tom's article on Nkunku. And if you want more information, if you feel that I've not given you quite enough to make a decision about how you're going to approach uh, Nkunku for the new season with your FPL team, then head to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk and have a read of that article because I can promise you it will be very, very informative. But yes, let's talk about him then. So who is he? Where's he coming? from what does it mean for FPL these are all the questions you've probably got so 25 year old uh, midfielder uh, who spent a lot of his career in France has recently been playing in the Bundesliga with Red Bull Leipzig and he is joining Chelsea for a reported fee of about 52 million and there's a lot of excitement about this guy of all the scout reports we've done so far and are going to do this summer he's probably the one that I'm the most excited about for FPL because he's a big name his stock is very high there's a lot of interest in him Arguably, a bit of a coup that Chelsea have managed to sign him when you consider how rubbish they've been recently. Um, but yeah, when a big name comes to the Premier League, we, we always want to know, can they be the next Salah? Can they be the next Haaland? Now, probably isn't going to be hitting the heights of those two, but he's certainly a heavily sought-after player, and uh, I'm excited about him. But the thing is, 
it is Chelsea and it is the Bundesliga. So there's possible possible questions in your mind. Is he going to be the new Timo Werner? Is he going to be the new Kai Havertz? You know, someone who's done very well in the Bundesliga, signed for Chelsea and then kind of underwhelmed a little bit, especially from fantasy. So these are all the questions that you've got. And it's, uh, it's our job at Fantasy Football Scout to help you answer those. And where better to start when assessing and concuse credentials for FPL than his career history, which is, um, is, is quite an interesting one. Now, he's not quite an Erdegaard who famously signed for Madrid at, I think, like 15 years old. But he has kind of been in and around the top level since a very young age because he signed for PSG when he was just 13 years old and, of course, in their youth setup, but progressed through it very, very quickly uh, to the point that he actually made his um, his breakthrough into the first-team squad in 2015 when he was just 18 years old. And in four campaigns, he made 55 league unappearances and won 11 trophies, which, you know, obviously isn't that hard when you play for PSG, who just have completely dominated uh, France. And he, and he obviously wasn't a particularly established player in that team because you'll see from the uh, the seasons we've got on the screen that he only made um, double-figure starts uh, in his final campaign in 2018-19. But at the age of 18, to have gone into that setup and been there for a few years, you know, this is someone who is very, very used to winning, very used to success, and has been operating at the top level uh, of club football for quite some time. And, and that is very, very important, I think, for um, players' uh, development. His final season in France wasn't particularly amazing, so it, despite it being his best one. So he had three goals and two assists uh, from 13 starts and, and nine substitute appearances. But it's really when he moved to the Bundesliga, when he started to slowly um, come into his own, really, to the point that he is now um, one of the informed players in Europe. So signed for uh, Rebel Leipzig in 2019 and was actually one of the last signings made by uh, Ralph Ranić, uh, famously of uh, Manchester United uh, notoriety. And uh, when he w- when he was signed for Leipzig, he was immediately given a much more prominent role. So rather than being a sort of fringe player, which we saw at PSG, very, very central to what uh, Leipzig were doing. So in his first season, 21 starts, five goals, 13 assists. So he very much started off as a creator. And it's interesting because he has made a bit of a shift towards a more goal scoring um, uh, reputation in that time, in, in the time that he's been there. Um, but yeah, crucially, he's also played a lot of European football since going uh, to to Germany as well. Uh, just two substitute appearances in the Champions League for PSG in those four seasons where he was a senior professional with them. And yeah, in his first season with Leipzig, that's the 2019-20 season, seven starts in the Champions League, two substitute appearances, no goals or assists, but that did change and did continue to improve. So uh, 2020-21 season with Leipzig, 19 starts in the Bundesliga, six goals, six assists, seven starts in the Champions League, one goal, two assists. And then, yeah, it's really from 2021-22 season and then the season that's just finished where Nkunku really became one of the best players in this team, performing particularly well. So in 21-22 season, his 34 appearances produced 20 goals, only one from the penalty spot as well, and 13 assists, and he was the Bundesliga player of the season. Now in uh, Europe, he was also very, very good, which is usually a good take. Uh, taster of whether or not someone can be good in the Premier League as well so seven goals in six Champions League uh, group stage matches and then four more uh, as Leipzig then dropped into the Europa League uh, and made it to the semi-finals uh, so it's 11 goals and one assist in, in uh, 12 European appearances for the 21-22 season and then he finished actually as the joint top goal scorer in the Bundesliga in the season we've just finished the 22-23 season and that's very impressive because he did actually have a lot of injuries uh, in that season. 
So he only started 20 league matches, but came away uh, with 16 goals and four assists. So, yeah, as I said, since he's gone to Leipzig and in the last two seasons, he really has had a bit of a meteoric rise to being one of these big sought-after European names. And and the numbers here, when you combine those last two campaigns, um, well, actually, just when you compare, uh, combine all of those campaigns with Leipzig, it's 119 uh, Bundesliga appearances and then 83 goal involvements. Uh, so 47 that he scored himself, 36 that he's assisted, and of course that doesn't include you know fantasy assists, um, which he would next season in FPL he would achieve those. So that's you know winning penalties, um, having shots that were rebounded and scored by someone else. And we'll go on to see that shots and winning penalties are things he is very good at. And so if you were playing Bundesliga fantasy and you know those fantasy assists were adding on as well, um, you sort of almost have to add a little bit extra to the 83 goal involvements because when those are factored in, he'd get points for those as well. So he is looking very, very exciting. And we've talked about his club exploits. Let's talk a bit about his international pedigree as well. Now, he would probably say himself that he hasn't been able to operate on the international scene quite as much as he would like to. So that injury that we mentioned, um, injury sort of concerns he's had in the most recent campaign, that that did hamper his international involvement in the last 12 months, that's for sure, because he was originally selected to be in France's 2022 World Cup squad, uh, but he then had to withdraw. Uh, but Didier Deschamps is a big fan of him. And so of Nkunku said uh, he has excellent statistics. He started as more of a wide player, but today he's much more central, acting as a striker or second striker for Leipzig. He has a lot more freedom and he's closer to the goal, which has made him much more decisive. So, of course, we'll try to use him in a similar way. So big fan and, uh, you know, coming from particularly um, important person there manager of a World, you know, World Cup winning player and manager there in, in Didier Deschamps uh, and the view from him in France is is, is very much that he is, he is an exciting player who's, who's very very good we've also got this from uh, Perlo Breitner who's a pundit who said I consider that a player like Christopher Nkunku we are unable to define him on a particular position he's a finisher he has scored an incredible number of goals in the Bundesliga he's the joint top scorer in the Bundesliga with 16 goals alongside uh, Nicholas Fulkrug He's made a number of assists. We don't know if he's a left-sided player. We don't know if he's a support striker, second striker. But I can assure you that I will miss him in the Bundesliga, even though it's not formalised. He should be in the Chelsea squad next year. Christopher Nkunku has become, without us really realising it, perhaps one of the best players in the world. In any case, from my point of view, perhaps the best all-rounder from Europe. Now, those quotes uh, really take us on to our next section, which is really zoning in and uh, putting his playing style and his playing positions under the microscope, because this is an important thing for you guys to understand what type of player uh, Nkunku really is. And the interesting thing is, is that we don't really know, but in a good way, because he is capable of playing in a number of different positions, as those two names uh, just explained to us. So, he can play basically anywhere along the front line. So he can either operate out wide on either side, so left or right. He can play in support of the striker, either as a second striker or a number 10. Um, and under um, Nagelsmann, he even spent a bit of time as a wingback. Now, you probably expect he's probably not going to do that at Chelsea, especially as how well he's done as a goal scorer and a creator in the last couple of years. Probably isn't going to happen. And they already have a decent number of wingbacks already. So... Don't worry too much about that. Although I've probably jinxed it now. I'm sure in December we're going to see Nkunku playing at wing back and you're all going to be like, 
David said that wouldn't happen, but, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, in terms of what he said about himself, uh, he, he very much feels that he's an attacking midfielder. Uh, so he says, I think attacking midfield is a position that suits me well. Close to the goal behind a striker. That describes me as a player nicely, so I always like uh, playing uh, this role. And to be honest, you can see from his uh, underlying numbers for the Bundesliga most recent season that it does support that being a position that he, he would be good at. Um, so uh, one of the things that he's, he's very good at is, is dribbling as we sort of already mentioned so he won three penalties in the Bundesliga last season uh, so you know that could potentially bode well for winning some penalties at Chelsea as well uh, he's good with a uh, dead ball at his feet so he scored four direct free kicks in the Bundesliga last season uh, so again he could be involved in direct free kicks at Chelsea and his penalty record is also pretty good across his career as well so he scored eight from ten could very much be in the conversation for that uh, at Chelsea as well. So they're worth uh, taking note of. But yeah, let's let's have a look at his his underlying stats for him as a player. Now, um, it was actually the not the most recent season, but the season before that in the Bundesliga, as we saw, was when he had double figures for goals and assists. And in the most recent season, it shifted a little bit away from the assists and slightly more towards the, the shooting, which we can see here. So shots per game, uh, he had uh, three, which was the second best in the Bundesliga. Shots on target per game was 1.2, which was the sixth best in the, that division. Shots from counterattacks per game was 0.4, which was actually the best in the whole division. Shots from set pieces per game was 0.6, which was the 14th best. Uh, key passes per game was 1.6, uh, so that was 15th best. So... The uh, the assist capability was was strong in the sense it was in the top twenty, but not quite as good as the previous season. But you have to say, looking at those, uh, his propensity to shoot, he was in the, t- the top six for all three of the sort of key metrics there. Um, and so, you know, you could well certainly we have to describe him as a goal scoring midfielder, which is always very exciting for a fantasy asset. There's a possibility of assists as well, but that does kind of bring us on to the next question, which is where he's going to fit in at Chelsea because. He's got different roles in his locker. And so, ideally, he ends up in a role where he can create and score goals because then he's going to be, you know, um, just that all-round FPL asset that's that's able to get all types of attacking returns and he would be a lot more attractive. So let's see where he's going to fit in at Chelsea then. So let's start off with uh, Chelsea themselves. So they were rubbish last year. We all know that. <laughs> uh, I don't really feel like I'll, I'll get in too much trouble to say that they weren't very good. So uh, it was a poor season by their standards. It was probably the polite way of putting it. You know, very recently European champions and scored just 38 goals last season, which uh, only Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton and Wolves scored fewer than that. So really not where they want to be. And one of the biggest things that underpinned why that happened uh, was their underperformance against their XG. So they did create chances and, and there were games where they didn't look awful. They just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. So uh, their underperformance against their XG in the Premier League last season was 10.7. So in effect, they scored 10.7 fewer goals than they should have done based on the chances they created. That was the second worst of any team in the Premier League, only Everton were worse at finishing their dinner than Chelsea. And so while there's a lot that we don't know about Chelsea for the next season, you know, they've got their new manager in Pochettino, but we don't really know necessarily exactly what impact he's going to have. Although we will probably know a little bit more in a few days when uh, we have the video on on, uh, on Pochettino as a, a scout report on what he's going to bring to Chelsea. Um, you know, but there's, there's, there's things up in the air there. We don't know where Nkunku's going to play, and we'll go on to talk about it in a minute. We don't necessarily know which players will still be at Chelsea next season. All of these things we don't know, right? But one of the things we can be fairly confident of is there's just no way Chelsea are going to be as bad as they were last year, and the signing of Nkunku actually is 
probably quite um, an important factor in that. You know, to sign a player of this quality, they should by the sort of you know law of averages improve next season especially when it comes to putting hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. The ball away. Now, here's a key stat for you. Um, Nkuku was very, very clinical in front of goal uh, in the Bundesliga. So in each of the last two campaigns, he overperformed against his xg now overperformance against xg it's very important to understand what that means depending on the context and the sample size so if someone is going to overperform against their xg across a short period five or six games that usually is an indicator that they may be getting a little bit lucky um, not necessarily but it can be and especially if it's a, with a player who historically hasn't played that well or historically hasn't been an elite level FBL asset and they're overperforming against their XG over a short period of time like five or six game weeks that can be an indicator that they're just getting a bit sort of lucky with the shots they're taking and the positions they're finding themselves in now overperformance against XG or any expected stat over a prolonged period i.e. they're able to sustain that overperformance is usually an indicator of a world-class player now the the player I always like to use as an example here when explaining this to people is Kevin De Bruyne he always overperforms against his expected assists by a humongous amount because he is, as most people would probably agree, the best passer of a football in the entire world. And so what happens with him is he is in situations where he has no right to create an assist, where he's maybe playing it from deep or he's sort of surrounded by some players in a difficult position and somehow ends up putting it on a plate for Erling Haaland in the six-yard box using the outside of his boot or something ridiculous. you know. So he's able to turn a very low XA scenario into the creation of a big chance and a goal. And therefore, his expected assists are often quite low, but his total actual assists is very high. So the gap there is big, overperformance, and he's achieved that over such a long period of time. And we can combine that with an eye test to see that he is a world-class player. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that Nkunku is a world-class player, but it is very important to note that he has overperformed against his XG in each of the last two campaigns. So that means, uh, consistently, he's been able to make a habit of overperforming against his XG. As I said, consistently overperforming against XG over a prolonged period can be an indicator that a player uh, is of a very, very high quality. And so bringing that into Chelsea should help them... Um, 
do away with this problem they had last season of uh, underperforming against their XG, and it should help mitigate against that. Now, we've talked a little bit about the different positions that he could play in, and and this is something that's really up in the air. Um, you know, he could play out wide, he could play centrally, play, num- play behind the number nine, play number 10. What's really interesting is that the Guardian, there's an article on there at the moment talking about Chelsea for next season and Pochettino, where they understand, you know, they're sort of claiming to be ITK here in the know, that um, Chelsea are actually confident that he could play as a striker when he comes in. And so that is very, very worth considering because at the current point in time, based on the roles that he has played up until now, I feel like there's a strong chance that he gets classified as an FPL midfielder uh, just because of the positions he's played in. And if he is classified as an FBI midfielder and Chelsea are kind of feeling that they might play him as a striker, then he could end up being out of position, which would be very, very exciting. Now, it's difficult to say one way or the other what position he's going to be assigned by FBL Towers because they might look at how he's played in the Bundesliga and that he has occasionally played as a centre forward and, and then also combine that with, you know, their understanding of Chelsea, you know, wanting to play him as a striker and use that to classify him as a forward in FPL, which doesn't have to be a bad thing, but obviously we would prefer him to be a midfielder based on the way that he plays. So that's something to keep an eye on, and we're going to talk about it in just a second when we have a look at some of the pre-season considerations, what that might mean um, for what you know, what you guys need to be looking out for uh, in the pre-season. But let's also have a look at how Nkunku compared with some of his Chelsea uh, uh, colleagues as well, because one thing we have to say, and we've, well, I've already said it, said it a few minutes ago, that Chelsea should in theory, on paper, improve next season. It would be hard for them to get worse. And a lot of their assets will have come down in price by quite a lot. You know, we've already talked about Raheem Sterling possibly being next season's Marcus Rashford, i.e. someone who has previously been a bit of a premium, performs like one, is used to high, you know, effective ownership, has a bad season, comes down to 6.5 million, and then that season becomes exceptional value. That's what we've seen with him last season. So Sterling could be in that bracket, um, for example. And so... At the very least, with Nkunku having lots of shots, it could be saved and turned in by other people. Um, he has got a history of um, creating for his colleagues as well. You know, we could see some of these numbers go up. Um, but this video is about Nkunku. How useful is he going to be uh, specifically as an SBL asset as well? Could he be Chelsea's new best FBL asset, which, of course, is the is the title of this video? And you have to say, looking at how he's compared with Chelsea players from last season, it is looking quite good for the possibility of the answer to that question being yes. Now, we have to, as always, caveat this comparison with a few things. Number one, Chelsea were rubbish last year. So these particular numbers are always going to be pretty easy to top. Christopher Nkunku also been playing in the Bundesliga um, as a whole, as a division from top to bottom, slightly less competitive than the Premier League, whilst Bayern Munich are one of the best teams in Europe. Uh, of course, you know, the teams down the bottom end of the Bundesliga are not as good as the teams on the bottom end of the Premier League. So um, yeah, just have to consider that when we look at these comparisons. But they're still pretty good. They're still pretty good. So let's go through them. So uh, Nkunku last season, uh, a minutes per goal stat of one every 118.7 minutes. Now comparing that with Sterling, Mount, Madueke, Mudrik, Havertz and Felix, all of them were considerably worse. Uh, the next best minutes per goal was Felix uh, on one every 238 minutes. So that's over 128 minutes, uh, sorry, over 120 minutes uh, more than uh, Nkunku on that particular stat. And um, minutes per shot, it's a similar story. So Nkunku had uh, a minutes per shot stat in the Bundesliga last season of one every 25.7 uh, the only Chelsea player to better that was Felix with 20.7, but Havertz, Madrid, Madueke, Mount, uh, Sterling, all of those guys, those other attacking players, all much worse. When it comes to shots on target, 
you know, this is probably the one thing we can say about him is that he is, uh, it looks like Nkunku is a volume shooter rather than someone who doesn't shoot very often but is always accurate. Um, and thankfully, he just shoots often enough that a lot of them end up in the net. So his, his minutes per shot on target isn't as good as you perhaps like, but still compares very favourably with uh, other Chelsea players from uh, Chelsea attackers from last season. So minutes per shot on target have won every 63.3 minutes. Uh, Felix, again, only one to be better, 59.5 for him. But yeah, the rest of those players, all much, much worse. Uh, Pretty much all of them in the over 100 uh, minutes per shot on target uh, for them. And of course, whilst Felix has outperformed him in this particular area, it's not going to be at Chelsea next year because it was just a loan and it looks like he's not coming back. So yeah, the gap actually is even wider, really. Uh, Then minutes per chance created, again, much, much better here for Nkunku, despite not actually getting as many assists uh, in the most recent campaign as he did in the one before that. And so it's interesting because I would have expected Mason Mount to probably be performing better here. But yeah, so, uh, well, for him, for Mount, uh, he created a chance every 55 minutes. Um Madueke every 50 and so Madueke is the only one who really even comes close to Nkunku's minutes per chance created last season of every 48.7 which is pretty good as well now as I've already said you do have to caveat that with the fact that it's the Bundesliga but from what we can see from these stats you know he kind of has some breathing room for him to come to the Premier League be slightly worse at all of those things because the division is just more competitive and still be better than these guys uh, so yeah, my personal opinion is if all of the um, stars align, and we're going to talk about some of those stars in a minute, I'm going to do a bit of stargazing. Um, if all of those stars align, then he could be, very much could be, the most exciting Chelsea player uh, to own. But let's talk about some of those considerations because there's quite a few here that we have to think about before we can categorically say, um, ready for game week one, that Madueke, uh, sorry, Madueke, uh, Nkunku is going to be the the best Chelsea asset to own. So, a couple of things here then. So, first things first, uh, he's just come off the back of a very prolific campaign. And that's despite the fact that he had injuries as well. So, if he had managed to play the whole campaign, would have been performing even better. He's done well in the Champions League as well. In fact, he even has a Champions League hat-trick against Man City uh, back in 2021. So not many people manage that. So he's already scored a hat-trick against the best team in, in our division. So, you know, the the prospects are good and they should improve um, that attack as well. Uh, in terms of what we think he would be classed as for next season, we think he's probably going to be a midfielder. But we do have to caveat that with the possibility of him being a forward. We would expect maybe something in the 8 to 8.5 bracket. Yes, Chelsea players have underperformed and they'll probably come down. But a lot of the time when a big high-profile name comes into the Premier League, having done well in another division, another European division of late, tend to normally be in this bracket. Salah famously came in at 9 million, of course, um, despite having never played... Well, he had played in the Premier League for Chelsea, but he'd been rubbish. So, yeah, you know, that 9 million sort of bracket, possibly maybe we're going to be looking at knock off a few million, a million or half a million because Chelsea have been poor. So that's what we think. We think 8 to 8.5 million midfielder. But uh, we do have to consider a number of pre-season things. So let's start off first with the, well, the Premier League fixtures themselves. That is a pre-season consideration because we will find out those fixtures, um, well, in two days' time. Uh, recording this on on Tuesday uh, the 13th. Now, if you're listening to this, watching this after Thursday 15th, then you will already know whether or not Chelsea have good fixtures or bad fixtures at the start of the season. If you're watching or listening to this before Thursday the 15th, then that's a good opportunity for me to invite you to join me at 9 o'clock on Thursday morning 
on the Fantasy, Premier, the Fantasy Football Scout uh, YouTube channel when we discuss the Fantasy Premier League fixtures for the new season. They will be revealed at 9 o'clock and we can assess who's got the best and the worst fixtures and when the fixture turns are going to go, maybe a couple of rotations as well. And that will form a big part as to whether or not you want a Chelsea player in your game week one uh, team. And so do consider that when we talk about is Nkunku going to be worth having. But we also need to look at pre-season matches for Chelsea as well because they will help answer some questions for us. Uh, when the game launches, we'll find out what position he is. Uh, and then when the preseason games happen, we'll find out where he's actually playing. So, you know, could end up in a situation where we see him classified as midfielder and playing as a striker. We could see a situation where he gets classified as a forward and he's playing as a midfielder, which, of course, would have him as reverse out of position. And that's not helpful either. So um, it's a good opportunity for me to advertise for you guys to make sure that you go and check out the Fantasy Football Scout preseason page, which is the absolute Bible of preparation for you for the new season. It will have absolutely everything that you need. And one of the things that's very, very uh, good at tracking is those preseason games, who's scoring in them, who's getting assists, how well people are playing in those games and what position people are playing in in those games. And crucially, how many minutes people are getting in those games. One of the biggest draws of the Fantasy Football Scout preseason page is the preseason minute spreadsheet. It's been going on for a number of years now. Famously discovered Aaron Wambasaka when he was a four million uh, defender and also discovered that man behind me, John Lundstrom as well, who was playing as a midfielder, was classified as a defender and helps you discover those guys before your friends do. So make sure that you check that out so you can get those those cheap mid, uh, you can get those cheap defenders in your team before game week 1 and it's possible that you could be using that preseason spreadsheet to identify that in best case scenario Nkunku is an out position midfielder playing up front. Uh, so do check that out and uh, bookmark that. That will be as I said the basis for your uh, preparation. But the final thing to consider then for Chelsea for the new season is that there is just a lot up in the air about personnel as well. So um you know the you know the size of their first team squad is 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 quite big. Um, there's quite a lot of competition in the attacking spots. Uh, but you know there are a few players that are you know moving on. So for example, uh, Felix won't be at Stamford Bridge next season. Um, but at the same time, Romelu Lukaku might be. You know he's had a pretty good season with Inter Milan, and while he has struggled to actually really do that much in the Premier League, you know there's a possibility that maybe Chelsea go. You know what? We'll give him give him another try next season. And actually, Lukaku coming back to Chelsea would be brilliant news for Nkunku because it would pretty much um, solidify the idea that he's not going to play up front potentially in a way that might mean he's classified as midfielder. But you know, in many ways, um, the timing of when the game launch game launches and decisions on Lukaku's future might factor into that. But um, you know, do consider that. Um, Mason Mount also might be leaving. So, you know, there's rumours of him potentially going to Man United, for example. Could that maybe put Nkunku on penalties? Again, the preseason will help you with that. Um, other things as well for, for Chelsea, it's worth noting that they don't have any European games next season. So it's possible that there's going to be less rotation, which is good because they can just put all their focus on the Premier League. And that's actually a reason why I do think that Chelsea, we could in six months time be sat here with two or three Chelsea players in our team because they've really uh, managed to uh, to kick on under their new manager with some, some value FPL assets. Um, but there is always going to be at the back of your mind this consideration about Havertz, Pulisic, Werner, players that have come from the Bundesliga, haven't done very well, and then failed to hit the heights expected of them. Now, the Fantasy Football Scout general opinion at this point in time is that Nkunku looks like a bit of more of an all-rounder than those guys. So Werner was really just a goal scorer that kind of scored goals from pace. Um, you know, Pulisic was is kind of the same. He's, he's not really a creator. He's kind of really a second striker who plays off the off the uh, off the wings and is very much a volume shooter. He's not very accurate. Um, 
and then Havertz has kind of become more of a hold-up player, um, a false nine, whereas Nkunku has that ability to play in a number of different positions and produce goals and assists as well. So the, the signs look very good. The signs do look very good. But as we've said, uh, there is just a number of other considerations. That is the one thing we just have to caveat that, that with. Those considerations, keep track of them in the preseason, and we will have a better idea uh, in that week before game week one whether or not Nkuku is going to be worth having. But I, I absolutely encourage everybody to have this man on your radar because I do think there's a possibility that he could be one of the most exciting fantasy players for next season and could definitely uh, stand a chance of being Chelsea's best uh, FPL asset. Well, that's everything on Nkuku for now. Uh, but if you, as I said, wanted to know more about him and about uh, his uh, prospects of the new season, do go and check out on fantasyfootballscout.co.uk Tom's excellent article uh, all about what he's going to bring uh, to the Premier League. We've got other Scout Reports videos up as well, as I've already mentioned. So we've already looked at Mark Flecken. We've looked at Alexis McAllister. We're going to look at Pochettino. We're going to look at uh, Postacoglu as well. Um, and any other big high-profile signings, uh, we will be uh, casting an eye over those. So make sure you check those out. We recently spoke to the um, the the winner of the most recent FPL campaign, uh, Mr. FPL Guns, as you might know him on Twitter. So do check that out too. And don't forget to join us uh, on uh, Thursday, the 15th of June, 9am, for a live reaction uh, to the uh, FPL fixtures. And to make sure you don't miss that, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell notification so that you always know when we are going live, which is very important in the summer when there's no deadlines. So yeah. So with that, I will leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your summer, and I will see you soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.